Working out is just half the equation to living a healthy lifestyle. Nutrition is the other half. You should be a complete trainer. By mastering nutrition with the National Academy of Sports Medicine, you can become just that. As a certified nutrition coach, you'll be able to provide guidance to clients seeking to improve their body composition, athletic performance, and their health through carefully crafted nutrition programs that take age, culture, socioeconomic status, and more into account. Why wait? Start helping clients live their healthiest lives. Sign up for your nutrition certification today at nasm.org slash cnc or call 1-800-460-6276. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hey, Wendy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. good. Well, this is the first podcast for the Random Fit Show. I'm excited. You excited? I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see here. For our listeners or viewers, depending on how you are consuming this, um, this is the Random Fit Show powered by NASM, hosted by Wendy Batts and me, Ken Miller, and we are two master instructors or regional master instructors for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And uh, we are honored and blessed today to be in front of you to discuss, well, as the title says, it's a random fit show. So we're going to take to you guys uh, just different aspects of fitness, whether it's uh exercise routine, or in this case today, being our first one, we are going to talk about a a uh, training montage or a training montage that was in the Rocky IV um, uh, video that, gosh, how long ago was it, Wendy, that this movie came 30? out now? Six years ago, so 1984, <laughs> which I was like, I couldn't believe it. I actually was like doing the math. I'm like, there's no way that was 36 years ago, but it was. So, yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, back then, I mean, there was no, it's not like the, you know, you're, you're logging on to Netflix or Amazon and you're just watching it over and over. If you wanted to watch a movie over again, you'd have to wait till it came out on HBO or Showtime, like, yeah, Six, seven months after VHS it came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or bought the movie. Yeah. I don't yep. think it was Blockbuster around back then. I think it was. It, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to watch a movie over and over and over again, you had to actually leave your house, go to a store, <laughs> and then rent the video. And the phrase, be kind, rewind um was in play right so you had to rewind it and bring it back and hopefully if you wanted to watch it again nobody was waiting to swoop that thing up but anyway um, yeah it was like cutthroat <laughs> like when it first released at blockbuster you better be the first one in line because everyone's gonna run you were just hoping that there was something behind that empty box yeah, it was like the like exactly. jack yeah cracker jack <laughs> prize there or something but uh right. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm super, super stoked about this podcast. I mean, A, I love the Rocky Four movie. I mean, I like all the Rockies, but something about this, and I don't know if it's just the people that were in the movie itself, mm -hmm. or I, to me, the training montage was 
fantastic. And especially in 1984, you really didn't see a lot of training like that. And so right. I know that's one of the reasons we wanted to kind of just randomly talk about it, um, talk about our thoughts on the different exercises and the approaches that they took. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier. You've got country strong versus machine-based right. strength. And is there a difference? And if so, what is that difference? And let's just talk in general just about their training. So yeah, tell me your thoughts. You know, like when you think about, um, you know, the highlights of the movie and everything, I mean, obviously we want to talk about some of the comparisons. But when you look, um, I mean, like think about this. This was supposed to be held from the United States. There was an incident that happened. So those of you guys that are new like or weren't even born yet yeah. and need to go yeah. watch this movie, we don't want to give everything away. But, you know, Rocky gets invited to, well, actually, yeah, pretty much he decides that he's going to fight this monster guy named Ivan Drago. So, yes. Or is it, so, or is it Yvonne? Yvonne. Maybe Yvonne. it is. I think, you know what, you're right. It, it is Yvonne. I don't know. I just call him Drago. But he, he was yeah. a... A quite a specimen. <laughs> Both of them were actually. I think I think that's why you like watching it. So. Ah, you know, it hey, wasn't. Tony, can you rewind that scene again? Can you? Yeah, I've watched it multiple <laughs> times for sure. <laughs> yeah. So no. Uh, so here's the thing. No spoiler left alerts. We're not going to tell you how they got to the point where he's now in Russia. I believe he was in Siberia training, and we won't tell you what happens after that. Although, because it is a rocky movie uh you can kind of predict what's going to happen well i guess well, there, there was your spoiler alert sorry and and talking about some like random stuff about the movie you know obviously we did some research and we started digging in because i think if if people think about the weather and it's supposed to be in december so he was going to mm -hmm. fight on christmas eve or christmas day um i think it was christmas eve um, yep. We looked up the temperature in Siberia, and Ken, I don't know if you know this, but if you were training outdoors, truly in Siberia, it would have been negative 19 degrees on average, on average. which is on, like totally unheard of. So because of that, yeah. it made us kind of dig a little bit deeper, and we wanted to see truly where did they train because, I mean, it was, it definitely wasn't in Siberia, um, considering the way that he was dressed. And um, right. most of the film, especially when he goes to quote to Russia, did um, it was in a very like on a very small farm in Jackson Hole, Montana. So yeah, yeah, not Siberia. Which can get, which can get pretty <laughs> cold there too, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the yeah, but the scenery was amazing as well. So you know what? If you check it out and you want a, a beautiful place to go, check out yeah. Jackson Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not in December. Not uh, in December. But, <laughs> yeah. but let's uh, let's get into the let's get into the training montage then. And and just just for those of you that have not um, have not seen any of the the uh, webinars that Wendy and our fellow associate instructor uh, Marty Miller has produced, uh, just so you know where our our perspectives are coming from, uh, Wendy has just been uh, a trainer of elite athletes for the last, I don't know, two decades, something That's like that. That's a long time. It's, yeah. <laughs> Which now, you know, uh, even though we're talking about boxing, a lot of the perspective I'm watching, I'm looking to uh, listen to you uh, talk about um, is, is just so for you listeners or viewers, it, it's coming from a, the, the vantage point of, okay, what does it take to get an, an elite 
athlete to their best shape when it comes to competition. Now, here's the thing. Now, Wendy, I know you work with basketball players. You had a strong uh, professional baseball background as well to where you have long seasons, right? You have yes. long seasons. So it's not just about getting them into shape, but it's about keeping them in shape. And, and the one contrast with what we're talking about today related to boxing, you have, you know, you have at least, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you know, three, four or five months preparing for a fight. Um, how did some of these, just just a general overview, how, how did some of these sequences um, hit you as far as, you know, how that might have, like, could you get a baseball player to kind of, or, <laughs> or, I mean, you get him in the winter through spring training or even, you know, basketball getting ready. Actually, this would be the time of year being October that they would be, you know, in play starting their next season. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about some of this, some of the sequences as it relates to some of the experiences we had with professional athletes already? Well, I mean, as we've, you know, talked about, and I know a lot of um, people that are NASM certified know that it takes the body approximately, you know, four to six weeks to adapt to whatever type of training you're doing at the time. And mm -hmm. so in the movie, it did say that they were going to do, I think, two to three months of training. And so, again, in the montage, we kind of see everything mm -hmm. glued together of where he's starting to where he ends. And so I think, you know, like even when in the very beginning, it shows him, for instance, just running. So let's just talk about the running conditioning part of it. Um, you know, it shows that he's he's kind of struggling in, in the snow. I mean, you know, Rocky's running in the snow. Um, Drago is actually on a track. So there is some differences. And so, I mean, do I think he could get to that level? I mean, he already had a base. And so, you know, like it wasn't like he was just on the couch as a couch potato who hadn't been doing mm -hmm. anything and then just decided that this is going to he's going to take on this crazy fight and then get into this amazing, um, you know, uh, conditioning in order to to uh, compete with this guy. And so, I mean, I think it's something to, to keep in mind that, I mean, it looks very progressive. And as you see, you know, and if you watch the movie, you're going to see that their training was also very progressive, um, very right. high high, uh, advanced types of exercises, but again, we're in Rocky four. So, you know, it shows him like starting as this like skinny young Rocky. And now he's this professional, you know, unbelievable athlete that has worked his way up. I'm um, in the boxing, you know, in the boxing world. And so, so I think he could definitely do it. Um, again, you know, in portions of it, when you look at Drago and his training, uh, I think uh, that's more of like what we're used to seeing. But right. I mean, think about think about where we are right now when it came to COVID. Everyone was at home and you couldn't get to the gym. And so right. some of the stuff that Rocky was doing, I mean, again, very advanced, but definitely he didn't have to go to a gym in order to achieve the same results that Drago ended up getting in the end. Right. And that's where the uh, the idea of country strong versus, you know, more machine and science based um, training come into play because here, you know, it, and when you watch the montage, as as Wendy talks talks about the progression of mm -hmm. first he's running and he's he's running on the basically the the paved road. So he's on the he's on the road and he's running in the streets and of course he's being followed by um, you know 
I guess it's the KGB or some kind of security, <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some kind of security detail. It was his escort. <laughs> his escort. Yeah. They, they wanted to make sure he was safe on his runs. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and then in the, in the one scene where he's running and then he decides, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of these guys following me. So he just takes that sharp turn and he starts running for the hills. Right. So he's, he's now running and the progression here so he's he's got some confidence he's 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 acclimated to the snow and the cold um he knows what it's like nothing new to him but then he goes into deeper snow so he's getting into i mean good knee deep snow which hey from a conditioning standpoint is oh. awesome because now you're talking about resisted running right so if you're if you're in if you're trying to build up strength now you've got that resisted uh running in that knee deep snow and then of course now he's climbing that mountain <laughs> he's climbing up the side of the mountain and um well to to the point where he's climbed i don't know how he gets up there <laughs> without rope and some line and <laughs> when you look again he's he's again hit the top and he's got his arms up you know just like he's doing in philadelphia when he's just climbed those stairs and he's Mm -hmm. But as you can see, again, that was a progression that you can yeah. tell that that was done at different times throughout the movie. And I think if, yeah. if we kind of look at even, you know, his conditioning to get himself running, um, there was there was a scene showing that he was, you know, attached to and I don't know if it was like some kind of um, cart or something. And he was actually oh, doing like yeah. a mountain climber, truly in the snow. Yeah. All he had 100 percent of what he had really trying to build, obviously, the, the drive, the pool, everything that he needed. And then, of course, on the cardiovascular side, I mean, that was very, very intense. And then on, on the on the opposite side, when you looked at Drago, not only was he running again on a very stable inside, very controlled environment, but he was also using the Versa climber. And so, right. you know, so again, there is a lot of carryover because if you think about body mechanics and the movements that they were doing, even though they were completely separate exercises, there were a lot of commonalities in their movement patterns on right. both sides. Um, but uh Another random fit question or uh, topic, I guess we could say. Did do you know when the first Versa climber came out or when it was introduced? Let's see. So if Rocky was eighty four, had to be sometime before eighty four. So early, earlier eighties at that mm -hmm. point in time. But yes. Yeah. Nineteen eighty one. I mean, again, how old am I feeling right now? But uh, the fact that there's still Versa climbers in gym just shows um, just, you know, oh. how great that piece of equipment really could be. So, <laughs> you know, that that is one piece of equipment and, and neither one of us is are endorsed by Versa Climber. But no. <laughs> five minutes on that oh. on that thing, uh, it is a different challenge altogether. I mean, because we're used to I mean you know walking on a treadmill a rower um an airdyne or something like that but now to get that verticality and and to get both arms and legs going at the same time so you know that for for ivan drago to spend a significant time i mean if that was his conditioning and you're just climbing 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 uh, you know he was uh, had to be in awesome shape to to do that for any any length of time but there, there is a reason why I do not have that in my facility because it would just, uh, it would just gather dust because uh, <laughs> I do not like, 
well, I like challenge, but that's a different kind of challenge altogether. So to your point, yeah, they, they, the contrast between Rocky climbing an actual mountain and, and Drago going through a similar or a simulated um, exercise for conditioning, again, between outdoor country versus indoor controlled and the environment has been changed to fit your needs. So, so yeah, so as far as the conditioning goes, that was not a problem, especially being in altitude, in the cold, and, you know, putting all that together. Well, from Rocky's vantage point, uh, Drago was actually in a nice, looked like 72 degree. <laughs> He's control. in his, his like onesie or whatever yeah, running. And yeah. Singlet, yeah. Singlet, and, that's uh, it. Yes. Yeah. Which, <laughs> <laughs> and sure it was all little... white so i was like okay i've never seen that before especially at a gym and i don't know how i would feel if i saw someone walking into the gym wearing that but you know he pulled it off so okay <laughs> well this was back in 1984 where you had the uh the little spaghetti strap almost oh, uh, yeah. tank tops with the with the baggy pants the the uh, golly what was the brand of those pants that people used to wear inside the gym Oh yeah, I know uh, what you're balloon, about. those balloon pants. Yeah, um, yep. <laughs> or it's that or, it's, or or spandex, um, which I'm kind of glad that we're out of the '80s from that vantage point. <laughs> yeah, but you know, before we even move on, though, I also kind of wanted to say, I mean, and this is, goes throughout the entire um, workout regimen, was when you think about when Rocky training again in the country, utilizing you know uh, different types of tools and materials that he had available, because again, he mm -hmm. needed to be you know separated for security reasons because he was in Russia in the '80s, and there was a lot of people that that didn't like him. And, um, but, but, you know, when you're looking at Drago, I mean, Drago's, his type of training is almost kind of like what we're used to seeing, seeing again on a very high level, but there was so much technology that they used when they were working with him. They looked at his mm -hmm. power output. They looked at his, I mean, they timed him and every run that he did, they timed him when he was doing the Versa climber, they were seeing his, his output, um, throughout his training progression, which Rocky didn't have that. And so, I mean, when you think about at that time, 36 years ago, you know, obviously technology today, we're so used to that and training athletes or even, you know, just, just people who want to become more and more active. We're very, very lucky and fortunate because we can look at our, specifically our sleep, our recovery, you know, the different types of things when we're actually working out our steps. And um, so we have mm -hmm. truly progressed within 36 years um, of, of what we have easily at our fingertips um, versus what they had back then, um, which I just kind of want to throw that out there. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, that was, again, that was a government subsidized training <laughs> program and facility, right? Right. So where we are today, the casual consumer has mm -hmm. access to those those biometrics, right? So if, right. if, I, if I saw your wrist, Wendy, I think, I think you're wearing one right now, aren't you? I whoop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, earlier today I had my polar on when I, when I took my dog for a run. So, um, these, these things, you know, you, it's, it's funny when you, when you do have a chance to watch the monologue and the monologue, the, the, the montage, you have the, you know, those, those flashing red lights and the numbers going up and down. And he had, I don't know how many leads he had on them, but they monitored everything and all that stuff right now is just, basically something you can just pull on or strap on and then you just 
look at the output and then you are in a position to instantaneously make adjustments. It's like, okay, well, I didn't sleep well. My HRV is off and my heart rate's through the roof. Well, mm -hmm. maybe I'm overtraining or I'm getting sick, which um, back then, you know, who thought of that stuff? It's like, hey, just suck it up and keep pushing, keep climbing. And if you're not feeling well, oh, well, it's just going to take you that much longer to get through it. I mean, that was the mentality. I mean, being a, you know, a high, a high school athlete, not a, not a very high level high school athlete, but <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone who participated in athletics, it was like, okay, you, you show up and you do the best you can. But, you know, if you're, if you're not feeling it, okay, now we know how dedicated you are uh, to, the, to the sport and the team. But now it's like, that's what, that's basically what they're calling load management now. And when we, when we look at the whole montage, I mean, to your point, Wendy, what, what, at what point did they, did you see any kind of stretching, any kind of, right, no. <laughs> did, did you see any kind of like, he's, He's laying there and, you know, he's got the Norma Tech leg sleeves on. Oh, yeah. I, mean, no, I didn't see any boots. I didn't see no any kind boots. of percussion. I didn't see any kind of dynamic warm up or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was more of like, I'm going to walk out the door. It's chilly. Yeah, it's but it's, gonna, the sun's okay. out. I'm just going to run. And yeah, let's you know, go. Let's, let's get go it. Run. Let's get it done. Let's get it going. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, again, back in the day when you ran, and if you ran track, you 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 were timed for however long that distance was, and if you didn't hit your best time, you ran it again, and you ran it again, and and that was it. It wasn't about your recovery. It wasn't about you know your stride. It wasn't about anything. It was more of just do it again, do it again. And throughout the movie, again, I think our mentality because we've come so far with science and biomechanics and human movement um, research and just just everything in general and having so much education behind proper programming. Um, you know, throughout the movie, you hear his coach say, no pain, no pain, even when he's fighting, no pain, you know, and it's like, he's getting right. the living mess knocked out of him. There's a lot of pain going on. So it right. really was the, it, I think it's really just thinking about how powerful your mind can be when you're working out and that you can overcome right. anything if you believe that you can do it. And I think that's kind of the takeaway when you watch the movie, he believed he could do it and he had a reason to win. And so, um, but man, right. some of the stuff he gets away with, I'm like, I'd right. one hit and I'd be on the ground and done. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Forever. well, well, let's just say that when you, when you actually look at how big these two were, you know, between, uh, uh Rocky Balboa and Ivan Drago, um, you know, when when you look at their actual sizes, and I know it's it's for <laughs> dramatic purposes in the movie, but uh, when you when you look at Dolph Lundgren, he was two hundred and fifty pounds. Yep. At, during the movie, and uh, Sylvester Stallone was one hundred and seventy three, one hundred and seventy five pounds. So they would they would first of all they would have definitely been in different weight classes. Absolutely. But uh, talking about that uh, one and done, yeah, one punch from. Uh, <laughs> Yvonne Drago, uh, Rocky yeah. Balboa, uh, you know, should should be on the floor. Well, yeah, because you have that, yeah. like you said, it. I think it would be what a light, what is it? Rocky would have been a light um, heavyweight. Is that right? And then um, Drago would have been just heavyweight in pro boxing. So she there's a been, significant, yeah. <laughs> significant yeah. difference, um, you know. I mean, it's all about changing your weight class, but then you work your way up. And when you weigh in, you need to be in that weight class or close to it. Um, right. 
or you had the chance to forfeit. He didn't have a chance to forfeit. It was he was all in. All well, he in. had he had a lot of motivation to he to did. get in that fight. So so let's let's talk about now the the strength portion. So we talked a little bit about the the conditioning where he was running, running on you know on a paved road, on in snow up a mountain, in snow up a mountain, right? Uh, right. So so obviously his his cardiovascular conditioning was was on point so he had no problems there but let's talk about some of the things that we might do with with an athlete today which one of the staple staple components of a workout is is your core work you know if mm -hmm. if we can control this our center mass we can do almost anything so when again it took me a couple 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 uh times to watch through the montage before I realized, okay, hey, you know what? He's doing a lot of core work. You know, when mm -hmm. we talk about Rocky, that is when he's, he's doing, actually so does Ivan Drago, but they're doing it in different ways. So one right. of the things that uh, you get into is that again, he, as you said, Wendy, he was on a farm. So he did, he did farm stuff, right? <laughs> so, so when you think, okay, how many of us had the opportunity to saw a log, right? So when you think about all of that motion that's coming through the trunk as he is taking that saw and going back and forth. So we would, some of us might think of it as, you know, just more of a push pull, but hey, that force has to come through somewhere, right? The force has to transfer from the ground, our feet being grounded into the, into the ground and then producing that push pull through the trunk and then that coming through the saw and into that log. So. If he had to do that, just slice by slice by slice, he got a lot of repetition, a lot more than the 10 to 15 we might say somebody can do, you know, should be doing a crunch or something like that. But he got a lot of work um, as far as his 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 trunk goes. Oh, absolutely. And then you also think about, too, you know, when he does, you know, one of the things that the, one of my favorite things that he did was he took a rope and he actually grabbed it. It was filled with a like a net full of like big rocks. And he was actually doing, um, you know, basically some some lifts, some rotational lifts. And, yeah. you know, if, if we're like comparing it back to like the NASM OPT model, I mean, we do cable lifts and cable, you know, cable uh, rotational chops and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. there is there is a lot of carryover. And again, it doesn't show him doing more like, you know, little to no joint motion of the spine. He's not doing a ton of planks or something. And and so again, because he had already probably progressed when he came into this area yep. again, because it wasn't like he came in super weak. He truly is building foundational core strength that's going to allow him to lift more, move more and become more powerful when he actually does some of the power stuff that, that, you know, he progresses to throughout the movie as well. Um, right. So that was one of one of them. And then, you know, again, I don't know. Did you have like a favorite like exercise that he did that you were like, dude, that that I like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably not like how you liked it, but <laughs> when he I don't was, know how to take this. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was when he was on that bench and he did that uh, dragon flag. So he's got oh. his body in a, in that plank position and he is at. 60 45 degrees and he is just lowering his body just as one unit down to the down so to the, slow he's decelerating so slowly oh yeah now I, okay you know you got a little drool on your right here. 
Um, no, I would but, love. To, I've never been able to do that. Never. No, so. and I don't know too many people who can. But if you really think about it, you know, again, th that's what made this movie pretty innovative. I mean, again, through all the Rocky movies, you had these training montages where he's he's getting ready for the big fight. You know, it's the build up, and then they get to the fight. So, but I'm trying to think of any other movie that had you know training montages like Rocky did. Right, considering you know yeah. it's it's it is a, a boxing uh, based movie, but when you look at the exercise selection, so for them, so whoever the technical director was, okay, so for this exercise, let's do, or for this sequence, let's have him do this exercise. Because here's the thing, you know, for Sylvester Stallone to do all of that stuff as an actor slash athlete, there's no doubt about that. The fact that he's an athlete, but for him to do that dragon flag and lower himself down, I mean. Where else have you seen that being done in a movie as, as far as any exercise sequence goes? So that is that is the ultimate demonstration of, of core strength and stability for, for that to happen. So so like you said, he you know, not a whole lot of spinal movement, but he was definitely mm -hmm. challenging um, core stability as we would call it today. But oh, um, yeah, so overall, I mean, I'm trying to think of other movies where when you look at training sequences and, you know, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of there's a few MMA movies out there and, you know, other training sequences, you know, Vision Quest comes to mind, you know, as far as high school wrestling. I watch <laughs> I watch that one a few times. But <laughs> that 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 particular exercise was my yeah, it was the one that kind of sticks out the most. And mm -hmm. for you, Wendy, what was what any any particular sequence sticks oh. out? Um, well, I, you know, again, I really, I, I, I was more just amazed at, at watching someone being able to do that with that type of form, because again, he was pretty mm -hmm. dialed throughout the entire form. And then of course, as we know, when you decelerate, it's so much more challenging yep. for the body to be able to slow that, that type of motion down, especially if he's weighing in at, what'd you say? 173. So imagine controlling <laughs> that amount of weight, um, which I mean, yeah. And so, um, so I would say, you know, like when, when they were progressing, you know, when they got to more of quote the power phase of what we would traditionally mm -hmm. call power, um, you know, I was like, how are they going to execute this? Because obviously they showed um, Drago doing the typical hang clings with the bar, mm -hmm. you know, yep. uh, of course he's got his platform and, you know, he's loaded up and he's doing his thing and he's going max out. Like, you know, I, you know, can he get his one rep max and, and how does he look doing it? I mean, again, he looked... He looked fantastic doing it, but then at the same time, um, you know, you've got Rocky that's that's mimicking that same pattern, and you know he's using a carriage filled with people, and the same thing. He's he's you know lifting instead of it being a bar that's in a controlled environment. He's he's inside you know pushing up this carriage, literally loaded with adults, not kids, but adults. So the amount right. of weight that he's pushing up as well. So I thought they did a really good job. Of, you know, again, country strong versus it being very mach machine or or typical gym based type approaches. So I liked that the comparison because again, it showed that they still hit the same types of muscles. They felt that doing those same types of movements would be important for their sport. Mm -hmm. And again, they're training for a sport. Um, but uh, I kind of I really like that because I'm thinking, man, how how are they going to do this? And sure enough, all of a sudden, here goes this carriage up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, every other the the trainer, uh, you had Polly, and I forget who the other trainer is, and then you had uh, Adrian in there, and oh, who knows? Adrian. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm all in. I'm uh, all in. Yes, I know. You know. I think that was that was the first time that phrase was used on the movie. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm um, all in. Yeah, you complete me. Um, <laughs> but as far you know, so getting back to draw, I mean, he had like what we talked about. So as far as his strength, I mean, he, remember he did those uh, trunk twists. Oh yeah. The seated, the seated trunk twists. I. I, I mean, I don't, I don't recall, I don't see those in gyms anymore. Um, well, probably because they yeah. realize what it's actually doing to the yeah. lower back and the sacrum and all that. Um, yeah. You know, being locked in. However, but in comparison, Rocky was doing when he had that big log or whatever it was. Looks looked like the yoke. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Yolk, yeah. That's what it was, and he was doing mimicking the same movements, but again, he's doing it in the snow. Um, so he's kind of you know doing more total body with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. that was, that was good. Or when he's doing the sit-ups, when his feet are locked in and he's coming up and rotating side to side and mm -hmm. then back down, you know, once she said it was all in, he upped his yeah. game and I mean, he, he was, he was ready to move on to power and, and yeah. make it happen. So <laughs> he was, he was, he was hanging upside down from the rafters, like a, like a yeah. bat and doing his sit-ups and yeah, so he definitely upped his game. Well, he just, he just needed his wife with him. That's all. I know. I that's, mean, that's, that's what he needed. And then, of course, when you look at these specimens, and then you probably saw this in the in the movie, you know, when Drago had, had fought in American, again, we won't we won't give you the, we won't tell you all about the movie in case you haven't seen it. But again, it is a must see. I mean, even today, I love it, love it. Mm -hmm. The music is fantastic. It's so fun. But you got to go in with a fun attitude, or you're going to be like, wow, okay, this this girl has lost her mind. But. Um, but, you know, I thought it was interesting because, again, when you look at these guys and you looked up Sylvester Sloan, not just his weight, but, I mean, his body fat in this movie was recorded at 2.9. And they were talking about nutrition and everything, you know, obviously not in the movie, but, like, when he was getting up to this movie and he was saying that his his diet was horrible. They had him on limited calories, a ton of caffeine, and, and you know, so when yeah. you see how – lean these guys are but in the movie when drago's wife came and they were getting interviewed you know they asked how was he so big and the first thing they asked him was was there any peds any performance enhancement drugs and she flat out said no and as we saw during this whole training thing there was a needle that went up that went straight into his arm so mm -hmm. you know there was some enhancements and i know in the 80s Russia had been kind of busted with some of that um, in some of the professional sports. So, uh, you know, that, that kind of holds a little true. It doesn't say Rocky. They're yeah. saying he's all natural. <laughs> he's the yeah. good guy. Yeah. He, but. Yeah, they had him on cigarettes and coffee. Um, <laughs> no, that's, no, that did not happen. I'm just, there's, no. there's other movies though where, where actors have had to lose a dramatic amount of weight unhealthy as mm -hmm. as as was said but um that's not that's where i that's where i heard it from i forget which actor and which movie um where they had cigarettes and caffeine and wow. water and just they want him they wanted him to look emaciated but uh, yeah so this i mean that alone is is just that's a big point to what sylvester stallone had to do to prepare for that movie because if you if you're just on an extreme calorie deficit and you had to work out and perform on film to do mm -hmm. all of those things, you know, to, to maintain your strength and power to do those movements. I mean, I'm sure like the, the, the pile of rocks in the net probably weighed like four pounds or something. It's all, 
I don't believe rocks, it. I don't believe foam you. rocks and, you know, they, <laughs> they spritz them down, grease them up a little bit, make, make them look a little shinier than it. But, uh, but still, I mean, even the body weight stuff was just um, ex extreme. I mean, as far as, I mean, it gives you something to, you know, this, if I were to have one skill that I want to be able to do in the gym, that would be it. Um, that would be it. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, back to, you know, with Drago, uh, overall, I mean, he had a lot of the, again, he had his data analyzed. Now, what they did with it, I mean, that's the big question even today when you talk about, you know, all the measurables, you know, heart rate, HRV, um, you know, looking at your, 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 your blood profiles. Um, question, even as it is today, as it was back then, is what do you do, right? You know, how do you manipulate the programming to adjust to what you're finding in some of um, the data that you're that you're gathering in a lot of cases. So and that and that's where I think when it comes to um, performance um, and conditioning, it's just as much art as it, as it is science. As far as okay, you have the information. Now what do you do with it? Like so, like what we talked about earlier is like. Um, uh, recovery and rest and rejuvenation and all that stuff, you know, if they saw their numbers kind of climb up, you know, what was, what do you think was, were the options at that point in time to, to get them back to, it's like, you know what, his, his blood levels of this and that are a little bit up. Okay. How do we, how do we get it down? So who knows when maybe what was in the needle was something to kind of level out his blood levels. Mm, I'm sure it was. I'm sure. That, you know, we can't make assumptions because she did say there was no, there were no PEDs uh, in, in involved in his conditioning. <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I, you know, one of the best parts about that is Polly, which for those of you guys have never seen the movie, Polly is Adrian, which Adrian and Rocky are married, but he is this little guy that like kind of hangs around and he's part of the family. And, you know, before the big match, he's like, you know, I just want to say that, that, you know, I would love to be you. And, you know, like basically just trying to pump him up, just saying how special he is and how dedicated he is to the sport and, and the reason that he's doing this. And then of course, once he does the, I must break you and they, they, you know, they tap, tap boxing gloves in the very beginning to after the introduction, um, he says, no, um, I, you know, remember what I said back there, I take it all back. So, um, I think we've all been there at one point where you think we're super ready for something and then you get there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. So, so I think, you know, to your point, I think, you know, obviously, I, and I keep saying this now, I mean, we have come so far and in our training regimens and, you mm -hmm. know, using something like the OPT model has really helped me personally, because again, I do train professional athletes. Um, I train everyone, but I mean, that's usually my, uh, the most of the population that I work with right now and, you know, having the stepping stones and really being able to progress someone um, when they're ready. But see, again, I look at movement patterns. I look at the assessments, I look for compensations and it's my job as a trainer to help really make sure that we minimize those compensations by stretching the right things, activating the right things and doing the right exercises to make sure we can hold that, you know, that uh, new range of motion and, and, you know, perfect alignment. So therefore when we do get them up to power, they are going to be extremely powerful and obviously mm -hmm. reducing the chance of any kind of injuries to happen. And so, 
you know, I don't, I don't know back in 84 that many clients or, or I'm sorry, trainers that were doing assessments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, I know, you know, technically the NASM methodologies and, and the curriculum that we have today was never put into NASM until what, 2000, so 20 yep. years ago, but this is still 16 years before that. So right. um, I'm sure there were trainers, nutritionists and everything that were involved truly on the appearance side of the game to get them to look and move that way. But I would love to have been able to be a fly on the wall to truly see their training that they did to prepare for that movie because their movements were incredible. Incredible. Right. right. Um, and just think, you know, if, if um, the, the, the training model that you're, you're describing with flexibility, attention to range of motion, progressions from stability through strength into power, like how many athletes, you know, from the beginning of time could have extended their careers five, 10 years. I mean, you look at uh, Tom Brady in his last game, he, he played against the team where one of the players is the son of a, of a guy that he played against. I saw, and I, I mean, I, and I, I can't remember the name, but when you're still playing at the highest level possible and you're playing against the son of a guy that you played college football with, there's there's a lot to be said about how you are treating your body. So it's not just that you're a really good athlete and the position that you're playing like Tom Brady is at, at being a quarterback because here he is, he's playing against, you know, um, kids that are half his age, you know, half, if you think yeah. about it. So, and I, and I know, you know, when you look at some of the things, the companies that he's involved with, recovery is a huge part of how he lives his life and you know knowing somebody that that has worked with him he, you know how he has nutrition his how he he treats his sleep as important as his conditioning um you know his sleep his rest you know his his recovery you know having you know the the cold uh, what what the cold blankets oh yeah oh uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, black, his room is blacked out and all of that stuff. So you're, you're ultimately maximizing your rest. And back then, and can you imagine Rocky, you know, he's, he's up at the break of dawn, you know, the roosters are, are, are crowing and then, you know, they're, they're waking you up. You got light coming in through the, through the windows, right? You're up when you're up and you sleep when you sleep. But to know that people today are, are, achieving things that haven't ever been achieved before and breaking the norms of how long they can actually be competitive. So if you think that, you know, with, with Rocky or Drago, if they were, if they had paid attention to those other things, like their flexibility routine, their, their st stability and how they treat their rest and, and recovery as well as nutrition. Um, I mean, those guys, or any other athlete with with taking those steps in mind um, could easily extend their careers, um, you know, however good they are and viable at their position. So, um, again, going back 36 years ago and what we know now, if it was applied back then, um, who knows who would who would be able to watch today if they if they had stayed healthy, you know? Oh yeah. 
Well, and it brings me back to, I mean, if we're, you know, we're bringing in specific athletes, I mean, you take someone like Grant Hill, you know, he had a really yeah. nasty injury very early in his career. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they didn't, uh, they didn't bank on him. And of course, mm -hmm. again, he, he met, uh, Dr. Mike Clark, who obviously was the, the founder of yeah. the NASM OPT model. Um, and we, you know, I, me personally even, you know, worked with him and his goal in life was he wanted to play until he was 40 and really watched his flexibility. He was foam rolling. He's, you know, had did the percussion. He did everything that he was supposed to do. He followed the model, worked on stability, worked on balance, worked on the things that a lot of us take for granted um, because it looks easy, even though we know that it's not. But, but again, that's why I like the assessments and knowing somebody and then, mm -hmm. you know, obviously thinking about their sport to make sure that they can do what they need to do successfully. Um, he was able to play till he was 40. And then he told us, yeah. I should have told you I was until I was 41, you know, yeah. so yeah. a huge advocate for utilizing the model and utilizing the right components. Because again, like you said, without flexibility, without proper recovery, without proper nutrition, you know, mm -hmm. some of these athletes will never hit their goals because again, they have to maintain a certain amount of minutes on the court or time in a game, but then, you know, and be at the highest level and be able to turn it on and turn it off. Because again, if you don't have the ball and you're sitting there and then you get thrown back in, you know, you sat down, you completely recovered, but you don't want your muscles to cramp up or you don't want anything to, you know, not to not mm -hmm. work the way it's supposed right. to. So when you get put back in the game and you've got to perform again, you know, quick speeds, you know, different type of agility and movements. I mean, it's a, uh, the training programs for any athlete, um, not just boxers, but just any athlete in general, um, super, super important. But to your point, if you don't recover right, you don't have the right nutrition, you're going to be missing something. So right, right. <laughs> so when it when it comes to Rocky Four and what, sorry, what, we'll bring what, it back. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's something we can talk about in another podcast. But yeah, when when I we know. talk, yeah, when we talk about. Um, when we talk about Rocky versus Drago and what they did to be at the top of their game, you know, there's a lot of dramatics from the movie standpoint, but what, one of the things that Wendy and I wanted to talk about was, or discuss and bring to light, it's like, it's not just, it wasn't an, an archaic way of conditioning. There was, they were doing a lot of things right. I mean, you know, former technique wise, but they were hitting, you know, a lot of things that we would talk about with, with core again, saw on the log, chopping wood, moving rocks, um, doing a, a, a chop with rocks in a net. Um, so they were doing a lot of things that we would do today. Although, you know, when you're, when you're stuck in a farm and that's what you have to work with what you got, kind of like where we are today. Uh, you know, when you know, we had shelter in place a, a lot earlier and people were doing garage or home gym based workouts, it is possible to still get to your goal. You just have to be a little bit creative when it comes to how you challenge the body. And if you take these things, I mean, basically everything that we've talked about from what we saw Drago doing, what we saw Rocky Balboa doing, and, and this last little bit with what we need to consider for keeping our body in shape with flexibility, paying attention to nutrition, your recovery, your sleep, and all those things wrapped up into a total conditioning plan. There's no reason why you, and I'm talking to you as a viewer, if you're working out, if you have a body, is the saying, if you have a body, you are an athlete. So, so it's only your responsibility, um, whether you sit behind a desk, you are now a corporate athlete. If you are, <laughs> if you're, you know, you, you are, if it's your responsibility to take care of what, you have so that you can do whatever you want to do as long as you can do it right so 
overall, that's that's the message we wanted to throw out for today. You know, however it was portrayed 36 years ago from a professional boxing standpoint to what can we do to refine and and you know take advantage of all the information and the technology that we have. You know, that's that's part of what we want to bring to you through this uh, random fit show. Hmm. So with that being said, Wendy, any last words for today? No, I mean, again, without giving it away, just think about this, who wanted it more, you know? So <laughs> that's what it came down to. And, uh, and and again, you know, Rocky Head's come a long way from even Rocky one to Rocky four. I mean, again, Rocky one, he was putting eggs in this, this raw eggs in, yeah. a, in a glass and drinking it down. And that was his, he would drink that and then he'd go out and run. And, um, right. you know, I mean, we've come obviously a lot of, a lot, like just very, very far and, and multiple um, aspects. But, you know, I think, again, just be creative in your training. I mean, that's kind of the big takeaway that you don't have to go to a gym in order to be successful, to look a certain way, move a certain way or feel a certain way that to your point, whatever you have available, make that, you know, part of your routine, do stuff that you enjoy, have an end goal. Because if you have an end goal, you're going to set a timeline and you really are going to be smart in your goals. And, um, you know, because if you're just working out for the sake of working out and you don't have a plan, then, you know, you're never going to know if you're going to, you know, actually hit that goal because you never sat one. So I think setting a goal is going to be super, super important as well. Right. And Rocky had his goal. He wanted to beat the Russian and Drago had his goal, which was to beat the American. So December 25th, <laughs> they had a deadline too. They and that had was a deadline. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So, but, All right, uh, Wendy. So yeah, this, I this enjoyed was, this. Yeah, this was a good time. So until next time, and yes. you know, on behalf of well, um, for Wendy and myself, thank you for uh, being here with us and spending our time with this first episode of the Random Fit Show. So take care, everybody, and we will see you next time.